to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. I doubt it will surprise many of you that when I was a kid, I was one of those nerdy kids with the calculator wristwatch. Uh, I went through a bunch of them, actually, and <laughs> people are already laughing at me. And <laughs> I always loved getting a new calculator wristwatch when the old one broke. Uh, but to be honest, however, I actually don't recall ever actually using the calculator for calculating purposes on the watch. I think I just liked having it. Uh, as I got older, I switched over to regular digital watches. And then somewhere in the early 2000s, I remember I picked up an amazing watch off of Woot back in the early days of Woot, long before it became part of Amazon. That was a combination watch and MP3 player. Uh, and while the iPod had just been released and could carry a lot more songs, it was still kind of bulky to carry around. And this idea of not just carrying around some of my favorite songs, but doing so on my watch seemed like a really cool idea. Uh, and I used it for maybe a year before uh, giving up on it, and everyone thought it was kind of weird. Um, but soon after that, came smartphones, and somewhere along the way, like many, many people, I totally stopped wearing a watch. Uh, there seemed to be no need to have a watch when you had a phone, uh, and even though there were early attempts to create smarter watches, like Microsoft's infamous Spot Watch, which I mocked mercilessly on TechDirt, um, you can actually go back and see those articles in which I talk about how stupid an idea a smartwatch is. Uh, but by the mid-2000s, it really seemed like the very concept of a wristwatch was on the way out entirely. And many people think that that statement is still true. And yet, in the last few years, there's been a resurgence of smartwatches, really starting with the Pebble on Kickstarter, followed by Samsung and then Google's attempt with Android Wear, and of course now Apple's entrance into the market as well with the Apple Watch. There are also a number of other players as well, but most of them are fairly marginal. And while I still see people mocking the idea of a smartwatch, I have to admit that I'm actually sold on the concept. Even though I hadn't worn a watch in nearly a decade and had mocked it, um, something about the Pebble really seemed compelling. And since I started using one, I've never gone back. After using the Pebble for just a few days, I realized how powerful smartwatches could be, in large part because they changed my relationship with my smartphone. In the past, I was always checking my phone, always worried about missing important things. However, with smartwatches, my phone stays in my pocket, set to silent, and I only need to pull it out when I really need to do something with it. It is difficult to explain just how liberating this feeling is until you experience it, but the fact that notifications just appear on my wrist with a little buzz is actually tremendously powerful, and it somehow allows those notifications to come in a much more ambient fashion, because I can just glance down at my wrist and quickly judge whether it's important or not important. It actually allows me to better prioritize and is less likely to interrupt other things as counterintuitive as that may sound. 
Previously, if there was a notification on my phone, I'd feel much more compelled to check it out, to open up the phone, to see what it's about, and to start messing around. But now with just a glance, I can quickly determine the importance and move on. Communicating by text via the watch is groundbreaking to me and much more conversational, though I sometimes forget that others don't do this, and I once freaked out some friends just by glancing at my watch and letting them know that another friend was about to join us, and they had no idea how I knew that. Um, there are still many problems and limitations with today's smart watches, uh, which I'm sure we'll be discussing, but I wanted to to do today's podcast by talking about the promise or not of things like smartwatches with people who might be a little bit more skeptical of their promise than I am. And so today we have Dennis Yang, our regular co-host, and back one more time, uh, Carlo Langino, uh, both of whom have played around with smartwatches but are less enthusiastic about it than I am. So, uh, guys, I need you to pull me back from, from the abyss here. Am I the only crazy one who thinks that smartwatches are an incredible advancement? I mean, I, I don't think you're, you're, the, you're the only one. I, mean, I, I recognize I, not yeah. the only one, but is it a small niche market yeah, I mean, of crazy people? In, like in our me. very unsignific and horrible yeah. sample size here, like... I wear. What are you talking about? Have, three. We, we have three people. Fifty percent bigger than two. <laughs> we have one person here wearing a smartwatch. Right? Yeah. I wear a old-fashioned mechanical automatic winding watch, and I don't think I don't see a much. I on use Carla. a sundial. No, I don't wear a watch. <laughs> um, so right now you have what one third of the market. So um, I mean, I, I think that the 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 problem I have with smartwatches right now is um, you know what the thing that you mentioned before where you're. You're saying you, at a glance, you can kind of take a look at your notifications. And I think that it really comes to, like, there's a large part about kind of being present and what the, these, all these devices have, have done to our, our social fabric of being physically together. And, you know, for me, like, you know, I've hung out with you, Mike, and I've noticed you glancing down at your watch. And there's, there's something, no, there's, there's... We know what you're up we to. We know what you're up to, but that... If if you're if you're hanging out with me and I look at my watch, my watch also tells me something that you know it, it tells me what time it is and yeah. and that we we have been I mean at least you know yeah, we've been trained for years. There, that there's that, a social yes component to that which that, yes. that that like we're very very good at noticing things. So when when you do that, it feels like <laughs> you're in a hurry. Like okay. I'm like, do you have to go somewhere? Right? Like, and I think that maybe it's maybe it's it's basically we need to retrain. Are we done yet? Maybe, yeah, <laughs> Are we like, done yet? Like, do you have to? You know, we're hanging out. Why you keep looking at your watch? Right? Like, it just makes it. Sorry. It makes it, it makes it <laughs> now feel. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I didn't realize this was going going to turn into a discussion on, on um, how I treat my friends. <laughs> well, I think I think what's interesting about what you said, Mike, is yeah. um, that what you find so fascinating and compelling about smartwatches is part of what I find so underwhelming. Yeah. Um, in so far as, you know, I don't think it's that I'm so down on smartphones. I mean, I don't think it's this dichotomy of either you're all in or you're all out. <laughs> I just think, I think one of the things that, that, that we have going right now, not just with smartwatches, but with all of our devices is we have so many screens for notifications. Sure. Yeah. And I sort of feel like the last thing that I need is just another screen for notifications. For notifications. And so I think I think, you know, if we think back to some of the some of the earlier smartwatches that that, that you weren't so uh, so hot on, you know, things <laughs> like like Spot or um, do you remember the 
the swatch with the built-in oh, yeah. pager. That's right. You know? I, I, yeah. I'd forgotten, but thank you for yeah, yeah. dredging up that memory. <laughs> <laughs> those, you know, those at least attempted to bring in some, at the time, some new, yeah. new functionality. And so I think, I think sort of like we were talking about last week with VR, is uh, we're still in early days and people are kind of figuring out what, yeah. you know, what, what, what else can be done with these? Because when you think about the smartwatch, it really is more than just a, a screen for notifications in, right. in many cases. I mean, you've got increasingly complex sensors in them, whether mm-hmm. it's it's fitness-based, which, again, I think is something that's fairly obvious, I guess, in a sense. But, you know, j- just some of the, the motion detectors, you know, the multi-axis motion detectors can do some interesting things yeah. with like the app, Apple Watch does like heart rate now, right? So yeah, yeah and, and, and I think some of the, I think the this, Android Wear ones do I it think, as well. Yeah, I mine, think mine does heart rate. Samsung oh, okay. one that I've got in my hand here has a the optical. Oh yeah, yeah, camera, yeah. This the one optical because uh, I, I have heart the, rate. Thing. Yeah, the Moto one has it too. And yeah, and so I mean, on some level, if you're really into tracking your fitness information, these offer a lot yeah. more. A lot more functionality than than a lot of the more sort of step counter based ones. Well, and so okay. I think it's just again, it's it's getting the tools in the hands of of developers and and letting them figure out, uh, you know, what can be done with these things. Well, the one thing I'm going to push back a little bit on that because actually the thing that that I find so interesting about it is less that aspect to it and more actually the notification stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I know that like so many people react this way and they're just like, ah, you know, I don't want more notifications. I don't want my wrist buzzing. Right. right. But for me, like actually the smartwatch is what made me find notifications much more powerful and much more useful. And I think honestly, before I had originally the pebble, mm-hmm. you know, I almost never would like check the notifications specifically mm-hmm. on, on my phone. Like, you know, there were things that I knew I had to check whether it's email or text messaging or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once once I had it on my wrist and it was sort of separated from the phone, the notifications actually became much more powerful. And to me, it was actually just the fact that it was this sort of notification device on my mm-hmm. wrist, that was the killer app, mm-hmm. more so than the apps. And, and mm-hmm. I keep seeing all these attempts to sort of build apps and build more features into the watches. And, and maybe I'm you know, again, maybe I'm out there and I'm the exception, not the rule. But well, I don't it was think, actually I don't the think notifications it has to be were... one, sure. one answer. And I think, too, I think that, that sort of what you're talking about with the notifications isn't, maybe isn't quite as simplistic as I'm portraying it just as another screen. I think, mm-hmm. I think it's offering a way to make notifications better and more useful. Yeah. I mean, I would, offer, I would yeah. offer another example that's different but slightly similar. This... Um, this Samsung phone that I have, I hate to keep dropping Samsung. It just happens to be what I'm carrying, but um, you know, it's got a multicolor notification LED, okay. which you can make it light up different colors for different applications. So if I get a, right. a WhatsApp message versus an email versus a text, without you know turning the screen on, I can just see that light blink a certain right. color and know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think things like that, yeah, that then can be implemented on the watch, whether it's through different vibration patterns, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some things like that can well, that's, be, and the, can be, and how much I was, really I was going to ask you, Mike, like how much, how much work did you do to kind of curate the different types of notifications that you received? Not that much, but actually that's, that's the one thing that I, yeah. I would like, which is the, going back to the comments that both yeah. of you just made, which is like more control over the notifications right now. It's, it's not good enough, right? you know, and that's where like, 
like for example like as i'm sitting here like honestly mm-hmm. just in the whatever 10 minutes that we've been recording this podcast right. my wrist has buzzed about three or four times right? i know and anything so interesting and i yeah. have just i haven't kidding. looked at it i've resisted give me yeah. a break here <laughs> and we can tell you're trying tell you're very, like, very very hard <laughs> but go, go ahead look at it it's cool mike it's okay let's let's take 10 seconds <laughs> let mike look at but but what would be handy is if i did have more control in terms of like right. so if if my wife is sending me a text message. Yeah. I would like it to buzz in, in a certain way so that I know like, oh, this is important, yeah. right? right? In theory, right? Well, because there's, there's two things, right? There's urgency and there's importance. Right, right? sure. And those are treated exactly the same in, in our current notification mm-hmm. infrastructure. Right, and, and, and like right now with, with this watch, for example, there, there are I, I, certain apps buzz in different ways right. and I have no, but I have no visibility into that and I have no idea how to control right. it. I can basically turn off or turn on apps. I'm surprised there's not a third-party app that I've tried a few and none of them really work interesting so people are working so on people it, are working sure, on sure, it and sure. people are talking about it I mean I know in the in the the companion app for this this Samsung when you do the only I think the only granularity that you have in notifications is sort of per per app right right and that's and that's that's the way it generally is but yeah. but it hasn't gotten down to the the layer of you know within those apps so you know if if it's something really important, I want a certain kind of notification. Yeah. So and that like, I could. So then then it becomes much more useful, and then it also helps solve the problem of, yeah. you know, of you thinking I'm mm-hmm. bored, you know, talking to you because right. I keep glancing at my watch because I I know when it's an important notification yeah. and when it's not, and when I can just check it later. Because mm-hmm. that's like the the problem right now is like most at least I look at the notifications I have on my phone, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, every tweet from Mike comes up as a notification. Every email that gets sent to me, it's like, these are not not exactly what I want to be notified. Like, I'm, at, I'm imagining all this stuff happening mm-hmm. on my wrist and it'd just be totally distracting. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, with this, the one yeah. that I have, you know, I turn everything off except right. messaging apps and phone calls, I think. Right. So yeah. so email, yeah. I don't care about necessarily getting yeah. interrupted and with I every email. Do you, Mike, do you have email turned so, on? So this is actually interesting because yeah. so when I when I first got the Pebble, the first thing I did was turn off email right. because that, that, was, that, that seems was too much. noisy. Except the the thing that, that I discovered, once I moved off of the Pebble and onto an Android watch, yeah. um, in between that time, the other thing I'd done, and this may be a podcast for another day also, is mm-hmm. I had signed up for, for a, a service that filters my emails which tries to judge which right. emails are actually important and which are not. And it is actually very, very good at that's, that. That's like a separate service. That's that. a completely separate service. It has nothing to do with the watch, but, I mean, that's, but that has to that's do with That's back to your email. point about the granularity. Uh, the yeah, to the granularity. Yeah. And then because of that, and then I tried email again on the watch, and right. now because my actual inbox has really shrunk to the emails that do come in actually yeah. are important, huh. I actually now do find it pretty valuable to have it on my watch because it, it actually helps me see... You know, yeah. when those emails come in, they are generally important, and I can get at a very quick glance, like, oh, so and so is emailing me, and then I can see the beginning of the, and I can actually read the whole email on my on my watch um, if I want to, and I could even reply that I almost never do that. Right. But um, yeah, so once you get How that, do you reply is it by voice or you can? Yeah, it's it's all by voice. Yeah. Um, and I'm always a little sketched out by that because yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't find that appealing. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've yeah. talked about that in other in other scenarios in the past. Yeah, just sort of walking around. <laughs> you know. I, though I have found like the the one thing I use the voice uh, for is like to um, set reminders or or to take very quick little notes. Mm-hmm. Setting reminders, in fact, where it's like yeah. if I you know yeah. need to remember to do something tomorrow morning or something to just like you know say to my watch like 
you know, remind me at, you know, 6 a.m. take out garbage or whatever or something um, is actually super handy. Right. And, and but, but I do that. I mean, I, I use series for, for that right now. So, sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess I, I there's, question there's the, the still, additional utility. It, it, it's of hard to, to my wrist. it's hard to explain like, yeah. and maybe it's just the way that mentally I do it just because yeah. it's, there's a different feeling to when the phone is in your pocket and you have right. to pull it out. And there's something about that process of pulling it out to, to me, at least there's something about that process of pulling it out that, that is, you know, right. and it sounds silly, and this sounds ridiculous as I'm saying. No, I, like, why should pulling something out of my pocket feel like a, a barrier? I, right? I, but, I get it, and and I think it's akin to you know when you when you meet when you're, when you're meeting someone for coffee and they take out their phone and they set it on the table, <laughs> and they're like, boom, here it is, you know? and it's like, whoa, okay, that's that's that was like, what's going on? You know, like it's it, there's there are these kind of. It barriers well, that, some of that yeah, is with thing. phones are getting so big; it's quite uncomfortable <laughs> to sit with them in your pocket sometimes. But yeah. I mean, I mean, it's interesting to me because you know, yeah. and and I don't think I don't think I would have thought this before I had it and I was using it and, right. and just found it so useful that I now I know that if I wasn't wearing the right. watch right now, I would I would miss it. And like you know, for me honestly, like the phone itself, you know, I use it much less. I have I have the sound off. I, I, right. I even have the vibrate off. So it's really? just uh, everything goes through through my wrist, and so the phone just huh. sits there, and I don't pull it out nearly as often. I don't get sucked into the phone right. nearly as right. often, and I actually find that really powerful and really really useful. That's yeah, I think that's interesting, and you know I think for in terms of um, the Apple Watch, I think Apple Pay is an interesting one where sure. like I've been using my my phone to pay for things at Walgreens and whatnot, and. It is a little See, bit awkward, this is, right? This is another thing where, yeah. where I sort of feel like we're, we're, you're over engineering. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always <laughs> been skeptical of, of a lot of a lot of the phone based payment things, just simply yeah. because I feel like they're solving a problem that doesn't really exist. I mean, I don't feel like it's necessarily that much more convenient to I like plunk left out pocket with your versus right phone pocket as yeah. opposed to just. Pulling out a credit Pulling card. Pulling your card out of your wallet is really not right. Well, <laughs> not here, here, no, here's 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 the problem that doesn't. So basically, if it truly solves the the payment problem, and I can leave my credit cards at home, mm. then it actually solves the problem. But yeah. now, right now, where we are is like I have to carry everything. Still, I have to. Yeah. I still have to carry my license. I still have to carry credit cards. But it, the the world in which we mm-hmm. can really ditch all yeah. that stuff, ditch mm. my house keys, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and have just one thing or. Have nothing. Like, you know, just have, have, have just a watch. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know what? You know um, what the the security people refer to that as, Dennis. What a single point of failure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kidding around. But at the same time, I do think no, there are things valid. that that yeah. you know, say with payments, for instance, that right. that the mobile payments can bring. So when I was in Chicago, for instance, being able to use um, Google Wallet on my phone to pay for the subway, yeah, as opposed to being here like in San Francisco, where you've, getting a clipper, you've got to go yeah. to the trouble of using getting a clipper card and yeah. dealing with their fantastic system oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and trying to refill it and right. and all of that, and so I think you know being able to do something like that with a watch would actually be yeah be pretty cool. Where you just I mean as, as long as the reader's on the correct side for your <laughs> <laughs> for your wrist, um, you know, just sort of being able to yeah, and that'll be fixed. That I think. There. You know, I was I was on a flight a few weeks ago, and my brother has an Apple Watch, and I used my phone to, to you know to check in, and that was totally fine. But he had to like kind of contort himself around to the reader, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's just because it 
you know, it's been designed for a certain way, a certain user interface. Well, and, it's been designed to yeah. read a flat piece of paper. Right. So <laughs> yeah. to get his arm into the actual reader, he was kind of like, and people were like, what are you doing? He's like, I got to, and then the next time we checked into a fight, he just took his phone out and did it that way. Yeah. I'm still um, so old fashioned that I'm, I'm so nervous about that. I still need the paper one. Yeah. Well, I actually screenshot the, the QR code just in case something <laughs> happened. So, you know, that's my, my little comfort. Actually, right one of the cooler things I've seen in a while was the, uh, the Yoda phone, which is a, it's an Android phone with a regular display on one side and e-ink uh, on the back. Huh. And so, for instance, if you're traveling, you can load uh, the, the boarding oh, pass onto so the e-ink display. So then even if your phone dies, right, you right. Still that, have that still stays there, or it just stays there the whole time. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I've got to load the application, I've got to do <laughs> yeah. this, I've got to do that. And you just flip your phone over and there it is. Yeah, right. that's yeah. That's well, an aside. Board, boarding the plane with like twenty percent battery life is terrifying. So. <laughs> yeah, and then especially if you've got a connection. Like, what's <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean it's interesting, but and then that gets to also, I mean, just even the difference between like e ink and and the screens, right? I mean, the Pebble watches are still e ink mm-hmm. watches right. right now. Even the, the color one, or is yeah, the color one is is color e ink. Yeah. Um, and I actually just got that, and I've been playing around with it. And you haven't switched to it. I haven't switched to it. I, I've I've gone. Do you have you two? Know, like, you have two wrists. So, I, I, uh, I, well, now that you've brought it up, I wasn't going to admit this. And you could wear, you could actually wear more than one watch on wrist too. I, I have actually, I have actually, for a period of time, worn both the the. Um, You're the, wearing them right now, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not wearing. I don't even have it. Um, <laughs> Last week, I was actually carrying around both of them. I had one in my bag and one on my wrist. Maybe you, could, you to... could make a belt. <laughs> Just put them end to end. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I'm just sort of trying. Uh, I've been testing it. But, but honestly, I, and, you know, I had used the Pebble, the original Pebble for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I had liked it. And then I wasn't sure I was going to switch. And then the more I was using the Moto 360, I actually really liked that and the interface behind it. And then... Which, what's, what's that one you're wearing right now? That's Is the it's... Moto 360. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so I, but I was hoping, you know, my, what I told a lot of people about the, the pebble originally when I was wearing it was that I, what I really liked about it was that it made me understand the potential of these things less so than I thought it had realized the potential of mm. those things. Um, and I think that was still, tr- and I, I still think that's true of the, of the Moto 360. And I think that's why I then, when the new pebble came out, I got that one also, yeah. um, because I was hoping that it would have gotten closer to actually realizing the promise of these things. And I, after using it for, you know, whatever, a week and a half or so, I'm not quite sure it's there yet either. And I'm not sure that the advances with the, with, with the Pebble are enough to make it outweigh what I already have with the, with the Moto. I think it's interesting, too, though, to see that, that these devices, you know, they're not all created equal. Sure. And I mean that in a positive way. Yeah. Insofar as, as you know, maybe if if your main interest is notifications, yeah. the Pebble is, you know, is the right, right choice for you. It may, I'm just... Yeah, right. Example. For example. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then this, this Samsung one that I've got here, for instance, has a, a you know, a GSM radio built into it. Mm-hmm. It has a SIM card. Yeah. Um, so you're able, you know, I so think it's basically a mini phone. Essentially it's a mini phone. Right. And I think the, the intent of the design is that you can forward calls from your phone, your so smartphone can you leave your phone to the watch. Home. So sort of like yeah. you were saying before, yeah. you know, I think you could say you go out for a run or something, yeah. you know, you've, you've yeah. still got access to all right. of your, all of your, your regular notifications perhaps and your, yeah. your phone calls and, and everything. 
but you're not having to carry your phone around. Right. So and that's and that's that's actually really interesting, but in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I think part of the problem with that is then, of course, finding an operator that will sell you a, sure. a subscription for it. But as, as as Mike has pointed out a few times, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. probably another topic for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I mean, my point is just that that I think you know there are going to be lots of different types of these devices catering to a lot yeah. of. Yeah. A lot of different kinds of of use cases, and and I think I just haven't found the yeah. right device or the right use case for right. myself just yet. But I think you know I can see you know I can see where those are. For instance, I I was in Berlin earlier this year and doing a panel, moderating a panel about smartwatches, and we had the the founder of uh, Komoot, which oh, yeah. is a German mm-hmm. company that's basically an online directory of outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. And so you can sort of think of it as almost as a, you know, ways for hiking or kayaking or biking or whatever. And so, of course, they've come out with, um, you know, with a smartwatch app, for instance, if you're, if you're biking down a trail mm-hmm. and it sends you the, the trail directions on your bike, because obviously that's better than right. having to pull out the smartwatch. So I think right. there are things like that, that that really make sense. There was another woman on the panel um, from uh, I can't remember the name of the application, but it it uh, tracks women's ovulation cycles, and so being able to send that right. sort of notification to a smartwatch, which is right. even more intimate and private than a than a phone, you know, makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. potentially. Right. I mean, and and this is honestly like one of the weird things. I'll, I'll let you finish, but like one of the weird things about the watch is that there is sometimes where I'm just like. It is possible for people to more easily see the watch sometimes if you know if I don't have like yeah. a cuff hang covering sure. it up or something. Sure. Sure. Um, and so I do sometimes worry about that where I get Ooh. notifications like people next to me are like, oh, you know, <laughs> what's that message? But I mean, I think I guess the point I'm trying to make is mm-hmm. just sort of you know like you were talking about your calculator watches earlier <laughs> and digital watches, and Dennis was talking about his mechanical sort of old school. Yeah quote unquote it, it does an watch. okay job of telling it's right now it's i'm looking at the watch and it's exactly two minutes slow so <laughs> it doesn't do a great job at telling, Tell, the, time. telling the time which is it's but it's pretty intended but i mean you know we all you know when was the last time you, you you were well one you were wearing a watch and two you sat next to someone who had the exact same watch on that you did you know we we choose different things for different yeah. reasons whether yeah. it's fashion or functionality or 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 whatever the case may be, and I think you know, smartwatches are going to evolve like that too. And some of it will be software, mm-hmm. but a lot of it will still be the actual hardware and and design. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and, and that's what I mean, especially with the Apple Watch. Pl- certainly, plenty of people have been arguing that it's it's really a fashion play. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, I think that's I think that's yeah. right. I mean, that's it's it's a fashion play on multiple levels. I, absolutely. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I when we, thinking about this stuff, it makes me think back to. Um, when Mike and I first met, <laughs> geez, almost 15 years ago, um, writing for this website called thefuture.com that, that Nokia had started as a way to just explore the future of, of mobile technology. And for an article for that, I, um, I interviewed a guy named Frank Nuovo, who at the time was Nokia's chief designer. And it was just after, I think, Minority Report movie had come out. <laughs> and he had designed all of the, oh, the devices and everything in, in that movie. In that movie. Huh. And if I recall correctly, Tom Cruise had like a pocket watch 
sort of thing. That yeah. was a, a smartwatch. And as huh. I as I interviewed this guy, he was saying, you know, I think really what's going to happen is as devices evolve, we weren't even necessarily talking particularly about smartwatches. I don't right. think that mm-hmm. had entered the consciousness just <laughs> yet. Um, but he was saying, you know, I think that he thought things would evolve to become more, more sort of like timepieces and more, uh, you know, not these sort of disposable throwaway electronic devices, yeah. but something with a bit more heft, heft and, and kind of, uh, attachment. We'd have more right. attachment to them, and they so would be have more an, an heirloom. Electronic yeah, device. in yeah. a sense. Yeah, huh. and so That's I mean, I think, I think perhaps there's still some, some scope for that. I mean, particularly no. when you look to yeah. something like a, like a watch that people typically in the past would buy and hold on to for some time, and you know, and you have, no. you have some that people hold on to for generations. But I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, obviously, there's a host of issues, <laughs> you know, in terms of electronics and technology. But I mean, I think yeah. his 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 underlying point about this evolving as a as a fashion piece, basically, right? Uh, I think is is still is still valid. Yeah, I think it's interesting that what I mean, wrist watches evolved from pocket watches, right? So mm-hmm. essentially, like that's kind of what's happening right now, right? Like, their your your smartwatch is evolving from your pocket device, which is your sure. smartphone, right? Mm-hmm. So, but in a very different way. Yeah. Um, and I it, mean, it's not replacing it. Like it's not replacing it like a wristwatch or replace and, the pocket. You know, and there is, so. there is the, the, the sort of possibility too, that the wristwatch is, is a temporary, you know, the smartwatch wristwatch form factor is a temporary thing as well. I mean, you know, you could get to the point, obviously there's yeah. things like Google glass, which is, well, when you know, we're all living in our virtual reality or, worlds. or <laughs> living in the virtual reality worlds, or, you know, you know, have, have, things injected directly into contact lenses in your eyes or something <laughs> yeah. or directly into your brain or whatever, who knows what it might be. But, yeah. you know, but, but, um, it, you know, at least for me, just the, the watch form factor has actually been much more powerful than I expected it to be. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think there are a lot of, of cases where it really does make a lot of sense too. I mean, I think I was talking to, to someone from Sony and they were saying they had been doing, um, a project with, uh, Scania, the like big truck maker, oh right, okay. based in Sweden, where they were integrating certain things within the truck to Sony phones and Sony smartwatches. So, for instance, in that case, if you've got a guy driving a semi down the road and you need yeah. to send him a message, mm-hmm. you don't want to necessarily send a text or make a phone call. Yeah, but if he can just get a, an alert on a smartwatch that says "pull over" and you know, check your messaging app or yeah. pull over for new new instructions or right. something like that or, you know, buzz, your truck is overheating. Um, you know, I think there are things like that that make a lot of sense yeah, too. Yeah, and, and, and I have to admit, actually, you know, driving is a, a scenario that's been really interesting with the smartwatch, which is that, you know, I don't, um, I, I won't like pick up my phone while I'm driving, unlike many, many people, <laughs> um, because I, do think it's probably pretty dangerous to do that, but um, but I can get very simple messages that are very useful. And on my watch, it's it's much easier to just kind of glance without having to take my eyes off the road yeah. or do anything to sort of you know retrieve the messages. Um, and so I've actually found that that really really helpful when driving. And I could see where you know as they you know and, and that's just the way the messages are done currently. But you could definitely see where it could be optimized for if you're in a car display messages in a certain way and you know that would be even yeah. even more helpful and, and i could say or add some intelligence 
Sure. That, you know, sort of like you were saying with your email, it's like, okay, if I'm going somewhere and I get a text that says, hey, I'm running late or... Right. Or the, or, the location has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some intelligence that yeah. says, okay, this is a message you actually yeah. need to know as opposed to, you yeah. know, Dennis forwarding another chain mail or, or something. Yeah, stop those chain <laughs> mails. Those are old, old school, Carlos. So. I was struggling it's, for an example. There. <laughs> it's bad luck not to forward. Though I will say, I will say that still um, waiting on that uh, fortune that Bill Gates promised me. That's right. Just how to forward on the message. Uh, but um, I, I will say that one thing I haven't found useful at all um, is like directions on the watch. And like right now, if I do, um, if I'm using maps and navigation. Uh, and it'll it'll go to the watch, and huh. that's completely useless to me. The only mm-hmm. time I've found that useful is if I'm moving through a place where I don't want to take my phone out. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. But, <laughs> but then you're still at, staring at your watch. But then at the same watch. time, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I yeah. think that's just uh, something that that makes me feel safer rather than <laughs> actually making me safer. Potentially, but, potentially. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And I still do wonder if, you know, as people start thinking through, I mean, again, it goes back to the same, you know, the last podcast that we did last week about VR where, you know, as developers are now developing for the watch, like we'll start to see the new new apps and opportunities that that are, you know, right. that are really yeah. fit for that form factor. Yeah. And, and I think the, the environment that developers have to play in is changing too. Sure. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, Compare the the software environment for developers from when the iPhone first launched, mm-hmm. yes, and web apps were the be all and end all. And right. why would you need anything else to what you have today? And and you know, smartwatches are going to be the same. You know, the, yeah. the platform's going to evolve from more, you know, to where some of the early ones that that I used and all you really could do were send notifications, right? Um, you know, and and getting access to more of these sensors mm-hmm. and and I think. I think for me, though, the key is, is not necessarily just building that standalone functionality, but how it integrates with your phone, which mm-hmm. essentially is how it integrates with all of your other services and, and your, your digital life. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, as opposed to what Mike says, I think getting that integration <laughs> right is, uh, you know, is, is, is really what it's going to take to really set things off. And it'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I think so as well. Um, I think we're we're basically out of time on this one. Do you guys have any any last thoughts, or was that was that your last thought? <laughs> Did you say we're out of time? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! According to my watch, two more minutes. So. <laughs> well, the battery on mine's dead, so I don't know. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> uh, thank you, Carlo and Dennis, once again, for, for joining us for a fun and interesting discussion. And thank you to everyone who has been listening. And we will be back next week with another podcast on some other subject. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. 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 The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free.